Hello and welcome to the Let It Ride podcast coming at you early, early on Tuesday morning. Bakers and baristas are jealous at how early I woke up this morning. Holy cow, is it early? I'm here at the arena getting ready to load in Post Malone. Uh, Woke up at 3.30 to be here, so got here a little bit early so that I could knock this podcast out. And I had to knock this podcast out because, man, oh man, my picks were on fire yet again. Another 12-win week after a 12-5 week last week 12 and 4 this week I didn't give out two picks on Thursday this time lost the Thursday game yet again even though I'm on this heater 12 and 4 this week 0 and 4 on the Thursday night game just cannot seem to get that game right Uh, with that being said let's start with where I got it wrong since it's going to be a short one and it starts with that Thursday game As I say every week, you cannot win them all. But man, I was four games away from having to come up with something new to say. Or not even really having this segment at all. Just four losers to get to this week. Starting, as I said, with that Thursday game, I gave out the over in the Bengals-Dolphins game. And you could argue that if Tua doesn't get hurt, if Tua, Tua shouldn't have been playing. But if you had a healthy Tua in that game, maybe that game goes over. But I thought Teddy Two Gloves did a good job. And uh, it is the return of Teddy Covers for next week so let's keep an eye on that we all know that Teddy Bridgewater covers at a ridiculous rate as a starting quarterback so that will be something to look out for I gave out Carolina minus two and I was dead wrong on this one uh, Baker Mayfield looks like he might be losing his job to Sam Darnold that's all you need to know about that team uh, the defense still was playing great but Baker Mayfield just is not a starting quarterback in the NFL anymore I think it's finally time we admit that speaking of people who should not be starting quarterbacks in the NFL uh, bad quarterback play just a theme this week in both of my last two losers as well that gave out the Colts minus three and a half and Matt Ryan just looks like he's just completely done uh, the Colts just keep going with this quick fix at quarterback they tried Phillip Rivers they tried Carson Wentz now they're trying Matt Ryan ever since Andrew Luck retired this team has just been a revolving door at quarterback and it's been tough on them and They keep going for these quick fixes. They bring in these vets, and it's just not working. It didn't work with Carson Wentz last year. It worked to a degree with Phillip Rivers, but it definitely is not working with Matt Ryan. I know the season is young, but and now you got Jonathan Taylor hurt. You got a quick turnaround. You got to go to Denver on Thursday. It is uh, this team is in shambles. Uh, they are in a must-win situation coming up on Thursday. Finally, I gave out the Commanders plus three, and I've never been happier to lose a game I obviously was rooting for my Dallas Cowboys and they spanked the commanders Carson Wentz another guy that just does not look like he belongs in this league now granted the Cowboys defense has been doing that to everybody they've played this year so I don't want to discredit the guy too much but he looks absolutely pitiful on the other side Cooper Rush getting it done yet again four and oh as a starting quarterback but I, it's another guy that I really don't want to give too much credit to. He's done his job as a backup quarterback, but let's pump the brakes on him being the starter. Let's pump the brakes on him stealing Dak's job. There was multiple situations where Jack Del Rio had linebackers covering the Cowboys wide receivers. Uh, CeeDee Lamb, uh, in a clip that James sent me on Twitter, uh, James joined me on the last podcast, he had Cole Holcomb covering CeeDee Lamb on, on one play. There's another play that me and my dad noticed we were watching the game together where Michael Gallup's touchdown pass right before halftime he's got Cole Holcomb on him it's like why is Cole Holcomb covering wide receivers you know your linebackers stink Jack Del Rio has no clue what he's doing the league has passed him by 
should not be a defensive coordinator in this league anymore. But as I said, never been happier to get a game wrong. I thought this rivalry game will be close. Uh, but the rivalry can't overcome Carson Wentz and his terribleness. So my Cowboys getting the win, giving me one in the L column, but I will take it all day. That is going to do it for where I got it wrong. Let's move on to happier things with where I got it right. Yay! 12 winners to get to this week. A great week on the show. Starting with the London game, I gave out the Vikings minus two and a half. And yes, it was minus two and a half when I gave it out. Look, I took that loss when the line went up to three on the Steelers a couple of weeks ago. And it could have been a push if I took the three. I said, no, it was it was two and a half when I gave it out. I'm going to take my loss. And here, the exact same situation. I'm going to take my win. I've got my bet in at minus two and a half. Uh, Jameis Winston ruled out. Alvin Kamara ruled out. And this line did go up. But Got to take your wins where you can get them. The Vikings win this game, but they should be concerned about the way their defense looked. Andy Dalton, with no weapons, with no Alvin Kamara, with no Michael Thomas, Andy Dalton was able to get this Saints offense moving up and down the field. And the Vikings really should be worried because their defense was supposed to be much better than this. You should not be giving up 25 points to Andy Dalton. Now, a lot of people are saying that Greg Joseph uh, saved Kirk Cousins. Now, let's pump the brakes on that, too. Greg Joseph missed an extra point that allowed that 60-yard field goal to tie the game. So if Greg Joseph misses, uh, makes that extra point, we're not talking about this. The Vikings are winning this game by four. That 60-yard field goal doesn't mean anything. Uh, you like to see Andy Dalton trying to convert that fourth and long at the end there, and they probably don't get it. Obviously, if they knew they needed a touchdown, the drive would have gone differently. So you can't say that they would have been in the exact same situation. But either way, that missed extra point was the reason that game was tied. So let's not give Joseph too much credit. Yes, he did in the end uh, get it done and, you know, save his team. But he was also a double doink away from going to overtime and being and being the heel. Uh, that missed the extra point and forced the game to go to overtime. Um, I gave out the under in the Browns-Falcons game, and this was really close to missing. Uh, it was 23-20. to 20. The Browns were driving. It looked like they were getting into the field goal range, and obviously if they could tie the game at 26, the game is definitely going over that 48-and-a-half. But as it was, Jacoby Brissett vomits all over himself, just like we expected. Um, the Browns were running the ball all over. The Falcons, both teams were running the ball great in this game. The Falcons, to their credit, they stuck with the runs. The Browns did not. And the Browns have the horses to do it. They have Kareem Hunt. They have Nick Chubb. Nick Chubb might be the best running back in the league. He was averaging 6.2 yards per carry. They still ran 35 pass plays in this game. I don't know what you're doing there. The Falcons on the other side, they realize, oh, man, Marcus Mariota stinks. This might have been the worst game ever played by a starting quarterback to won a football game. He was 7 of 19 with an interception. But you know what? The Falcons realized, man, he does not have it today. So they ran the ball. They ran the ball. They ran the ball. Even though Cordero Patterson was hurt, they were giving it to Algier. They were giving it to Huntley. Uh, Mariota took off a couple of times. They knew what was working, and they stuck with it. The Browns didn't, and that is why the Falcons won this game. But as it were, the under won. It got lucky to win, but it won, and I will take it. I gave up the over in the Lions-Seahawks game, and the Seahawks covered this over on their own. It was 48 when I gave it out. The Seahawks scoring 48 points on their own. As I said, this Lions defense is absolutely terrible. Geno Smith carving them up. He looked really good in this game. I'm not going to lie. 23 of 30, 320 yards, two touchdowns. Rashad Penny ran all over the Lions as well. 17 carries for 151. On the other side, Jamal Williams got it done on the ground, as I said, behind this stellar 
Lions offensive line. They're going to get it done on the ground regardless of if they have Swift. But Williams got went out there and got the job done just fine. 19 carries, 108 yards, two touchdowns. Both offenses lighting up the scoreboard. I'm going to be on the over in every Lions game. Uh, next week, they're playing the Patriots. The number should come down, and I'm still going to be firing on that over. I don't think they can stop anybody. I gave out the under in the Giants-Bears game, and again, both quarterbacks absolutely pitiful in this one. Justin Fields, just 11 of 22. I think 11 completions might be the most he's had in the game this year. That really says something. Uh, Khalil Herbert doing a good job on the ground yet again, trying to keep the Bears in this game. But on the other side, the, the, the Giants quarterbacks weren't any better. Daniel Jones, 8 of 13 before going out of this game. Tyrod Taylor, 1 of 3 before he and throwing a pick before he went out of the game. But Saquon Barkley was the man in this game. 31 carries, 146 yards, getting the job done, winning the game for the Giants. So good on him. I don't think that they're going to be able to win very many games this year. But when they do win games, it will be because of Saquon Barkley. I gave out the Eagles minus four in the first half. And this bet looked absolutely dead when they were down 14-0 in the first quarter. But the greatest team in the history of the league is the Eagles in the second quarter. And they come out and scored 20 points, 20 to nothing in the second quarter. The second quarter, Eagles getting the job done yet again. As I said, they were averaging nearly 22 points a game coming in. Just seven, just in the second quarter, seven points a game in the other three quarters. And that holds true again. They scored 20 in the second quarter in this one, nine for the rest of the game. But as it were, minus four in the first half was a winner. I gave out the Jets plus three, and they win the game outright 24 to 20. They were also my first leg of the teaser of the week. So the teaser of the week, now four and oh, we'll get to the second leg later on. I don't want to spend too much time on this game. Mitch Trubisky stinks. He gets benched for Kenny Pickett. Maybe the Steelers offense can pick up. They did look a little bit better, although Kenny Pickett did throw three interceptions. Zach Wilson, uh, the much maligned Zach Wilson, started this game absolutely terrible. He did play pretty well in the second half, getting the Jets the win. I gave out the Chargers plus, uh, excuse me, minus five and a half. And they got lucky to cover this one because the Texans were in this game the entire way. Uh, you look at how this game ended. Justin Herbert throwing a touchdown pass with 234 left to push it to the over. Now, they didn't necessarily need a touchdown pass. A field goal would have gotten the game to the over, but it really wasn't a garbage time score. The Chargers were only up by three and the way their defense was playing, they did not want to give the Texans the ball back with a chance to win this game. So Justin Herbert getting the job done, touchdown pass to Austin Eckler, getting us the getting the Chargers to win and getting us the cover. I gave out the under in the Bills-Ravens game, and this was another one that really could have gone over. If this game was going to overtime at 23-23, to uh, like it should have been, uh, you could really look at a, a touchdown putting that, or two field goals putting that game to the over, as it was the under cashes here, but I just don't know what John Harbaugh is thinking at the end of this game. Uh, they had the ball on the, th I believe, on the three, two or three yard line, fourth and goal, and they end up going for it uh, on a fourth down instead of taking a uh, tied twenty to twenty. Instead of taking the field goal to take the lead, uh, you give the Bills the ball, only needing a field goal to win the game, and you know that offense is going to come down and get it done. And they play it exactly right. They run the clock all the way out, kick the field goal as time expires. Now, you could sit here and say that, oh, even if the Ravens had taken the field goal, the Bills might have been able to score a touchdown, but you don't know that. Like you give yourself the opportunity to win the game when you give Josh Allen the ball in a tie game. You know that game is over. Now, granted, had they not thrown the interception in the end zone for the touchback, maybe the Bills are pinned deep and this game plays out differently, but. It's just a head-scratching decision there. and The analytics be damned. I think you have to take the field goal there. But as it is, I will take the winner here on the under. 23-20, uh, to 20, the final score there. The under by about nine points there. I gave out 
the Patriots plus nine and a half. And this was thanks to my friend James coming and swaying me. I was going to include this in the teaser of the week. I was going to tease the Packers down to minus three and a half. That would have been a loser. So thank you, James, my friend. You kept the teaser of the week going for and oh and you also got us a winner here we uh giving out the patriots plus nine and a half i also like the under in this game before he got to me so james saving me a couple of different ways here getting me in the win column so appreciate him i gave out the over in the chiefs bucks game and this game flew over 41 to 31 now if i had told you before this game started, that one of these teams was going to run the ball six times for three yards and lose the game, you would have been like, oh, man, that uh, that that Bucks run D strikes again. Well, it went the other way. The Buccaneers uh, getting a little bit of their own medicine. The Chiefs just completely stuffing the run. Now, it's not just that they stuffed the run because, yes, they only gave up three yards, but the Bucs weren't even trying to run the ball in this game. Tom Brady threw like 30 straight passes at one point in this game. They just just kept airing it out. Really not sure what was going on there. And Brady just does not look to be the Brady of old. I mean, you can look at his numbers. He put up 385, three touchdowns. Like, yeah, he put up good numbers. He's still a solid quarterback, but he is not the elite quarterback that he once was. I don't think there's any denying that. Now, this Bucks team is still pretty good, and they'll get by with that defense, with those receivers. But I, don't, I think the days of Tom Brady being a top tier, like top, like the top quarterback in the league, those days are definitely over. He's not on the level of a Patrick Mahomes who um, went out and played fantastic in this game, leading that Chiefs offense to 41 points. Clyde Edwards-Alaire finally living up to that first-round building in this game. He had a great game. He's had a great season so far. Uh, So Clyde Edwards-Alaire finally paying off for the Chiefs there. I also gave out the Raiders minus two and a half. And as I said, you cannot fake desperation. Josh Jacobs had a great game in this one. Derek Carr still has not played a great game this year. 21 of 34 for 188. But on the other side, Russell Wilson, this is probably his best game of the year. And it still wasn't that great. 17 to 25, 237, two touchdowns, did take three sacks. But the run game, unable to get going for the Broncos and adding injury to insult. Jamal Williams out for the season, tears his ACL in this game. He's been their best offensive player this year. So it's going to be tough for the Broncos moving forward without him. Uh, And it's going to get going quickly as they start on Thursday against the Indianapolis Colts, who will also be without their starting running back. So interested to see how that game is going to play out. Finally, I gave out the 49ers minus one and a half on Monday Night Football. And yet again, Kyle Shanahan owns Sean McVay. This Rams offense is in trouble. They have absolutely nothing outside of Cooper Cup. He was targeted 19 times in this game, 19 targets, 14 catches for 122. Uh, Tyler Higby also had a decent enough game, 10 catches, 73 yards. But for the most part, Cooper Cup is this offense. The Rams could not get the ball, the, the game going on the ground. The 49ers on the other side did get the ground game going. Jeff Wilson had a good game. Jimmy Garoppolo, an efficient 16 to 27 for 239 and a touchdown. But the 49ers defense was what got them this win they win 24 to 9 and they look to be in the driver's seat there in the nfc west that is going to do it a a lot of winners to get to as i said 12 and 4 on the week but let's not forget the teaser of the week that is right the teaser of the week now 4 and 0 the second leg which i neglected to mention while we were talking about the game i gave out the chiefs plus seven as the second leg of the teaser of the week the teaser of the week is now four and oh and looking to go 5-0, and we're going to start it on this podcast because the first leg of the teaser of the week is going to be involved in the Thursday night game. So we're going to take a quick break and come back and break down that game. 
Thursday night football. It is going to be the Indianapolis Colts taking on the Denver Broncos in the Mile High City. The Broncos a three and a half point favorite in this one. The over under sitting at 43 and a half. And this, oh man, the loser of this game is going to be in serious trouble in the AFC playoff picture. Both of these teams were minus money to make the playoffs. Huge favorites to make the playoffs when the season started. Now, the loser of this game is likely going to miss it. Now, maybe the Colts have a little bit more wiggle room given that they're in that terrible AFC South. The Broncos not so much in a loaded AFC West, but uh, the, getting your third loss in week five usually doesn't bode well for your playoff chances. Both teams acquiring new quarterbacks in the offseason, neither one working out very well. Matt Ryan looking like he's pretty long in the tooth there in Indianapolis. And Russell Wilson, as I said early in the season, I think he is done as a top flight quarterback in the league. And the first four games uh, have pretty much proven that. Both teams also going to be without their stud running backs. The best offensive player on each team is going to be out. Jamal Williams going to miss the rest of the season with a torn ACL, as we said earlier in the podcast. Jonathan Taylor also sustaining a high ankle sprain in that loss to the Titans. So he's likely going to be unable to go. I can't imagine him coming back from an ankle sprain in just four days here for Thursday night football. My main play is going to be on the under. Neither one of these offenses are really getting it going. But as I said earlier, the teaser of the week is going to be involved here. So the much awaited sound drop for the teaser of the week. Looking to go 5 and 0. Oh. Teaser of the week. The angelic voice of my oldest daughter going to be leading the tease of the week every week for the rest of the season. Looking to go 5-0. and oh, And here is the first leg. We are going to tease the Indianapolis Colts up from 3.5 to plus 9.5. Yes, I know the Colts have not looked great. But the Broncos have not looked great either. And I can't imagine them beating anybody by 10 points. So I'm going to take the points where I can get them. As I've always said with these teasers, you want to identify a couple of different things. Number one is teasing through key numbers. And we're getting through the seven here. That is a big key number. So you can lose this game by seven and still get yourself a win. And you also want to look at games where the total is low. This total sitting at 43 and a half. And as I said, I like the under. So I think this is going to be a low scoring game. In a low scoring game, I'm going to grab nine and a half points every time so give me the Colts plus nine and a half for the first leg of the teaser of the week as I said looking to go five and oh and that is going to do it for Thursday Night Football and for the podcast thank you for listening I'll be back later on in the week to give out the rest of my picks for week five